We ready for our 200th episode? Am I ready for it? I don't know. Am I? Am I nervous? Am I? Am I ready? The answer is yes and no in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but what kind of typical episode would that be if I were not not nervous and not ready? Did I say that? Uh, yeah. Ryan? What kind Shit. of episode would this be if we were prepared for a show of such caliber? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Usually people have tons of fanfare around this, but those people have sponsors. Yeah. Oh, there's so, my fanfare. So, I don't like that for you. <laughs> so maybe if we had money behind this show, um hint, that uh maybe we could have a little more fanfare. Maybe, yeah. But as it stands now, hey, it's actually a really big milestone. It is. Yeah. 200 episodes. 200! Wow. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill and our 200th episode. Make sure you check out all of the back 199 episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the watchlist pod. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast because I guarantee you, you will find maybe about 4% better. 200th episodes of other podcasts so which means we are really <laughs> high up there uh and if you just happen to listen to us on apple please hit that subscribe button and let them know how happy you are that uh we've reached 200 yeah sweet cool happy 200 happy 200 yeah so i have to give a shout out to dave what's up dave Hey Dave. Hey Dave. He had he had this great idea about about you know talking about stuff, and I was like, yeah, for our two hundredth episode. And I and I just was like, I don't, I don't. You're smarter than me. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's so, the one who told us we had a two hundredth episode. Right. Exactly. He's the one who's like, what are you going to do for your two hundredth episode? Uh, and we're a like, show. It is. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, right. The last one was one ninety nine. Huh, that would mean this is 200. Yeah. Wow. How so a huge shout out for the help and support that David gives us uh, for Indeed. everything. So thank you. We appreciate it. Yup. Oh, man. And I got to say, I, I I was hoping to watch like a whole like buttload of, of new stuff. I did watch one brand new thing. One thing I think you touched on and one thing I know we both watched. Okay. So, how many things you got? I got three. I have three. Okay. Okay. If I can start. You go right ahead. Do, do you mind? I don't mind at all. Just because I, one of these things might be a half thing, and I, and I just kind of want to just gloss sure. over it here. Okay. Andor. Ah, yes. I did watch it sort of half-assed. Did you, did you review it on the show? I don't know. See, I think what... we reviewed it after watching the first episode or two that dropped. Yeah. And then I heard many a good thing and thought, should I go back? I don't know. I got so much shit already. And then I did, but I had it on during the day while I was working. Ah. So I wasn't entirely that's a paying mistake. attention. Yeah. I kind of half-ass paid attention, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So I, if we talked about it on the show, and I'm pretty sure that we did. Yeah, we did I at least only, the first couple episodes. I only reviewed it based on those first one or two episodes. And yeah. right now on show number 200, I'm going to rescind a review. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Scandal. Andor is fucking great. It is a show that you cannot half-ass. I mean, you you no, truly no, you can't. Uh, and just because there are so many characters and plot details, 
but it's not overly laden with such things. They ease you into who you're meeting and why and when, but I'll tell you what, it was damn good Star Wars. And part of why it was damn good Star Wars is is because it lives in the Rogue One universe. Mm-hmm. So you actually see the machinations behind the beginning of the rebellion. Oh, okay. And and how it comes to be and how Andor kind of gets involved with it. But you also see the story. So one of the good things about Obi-Wan Kenobi is that they introduced you to young badass child princess leia right here in andor they introduce you to young idealistic but totally scared mon mothma and that's a very interesting character to get you you know to introduce to you she her character is the one in return of the jedi that said many boffins died to bring us this information that's her character Okay. They f- they flesh her out a lot uh, in in Andor. Okay, I did not pick up on that, which is to say, don't half-ass this. Yeah, don't. You cannot half-ass it if you're going to do Andor, and I highly suggest you do if you like Star Wars. Um, watch it, pay attention to it because she, there are some things that that even watching it, I had to go back and like, wait, what just happened? Um, but there is one thing that I will say though, that if I had to pick a nit with the show, a lot of its black characters die, are stupid or are evil. Hmm. And it was just, and it was just that I noticed that there was an episode where this one character, um, who is black. And I won't say of color because obviously Cassie and Andor is of Hispanic um, origin. He's played by Diego mm-hmm. Luna. So there you go. All of a sudden he's there and then he's not there. <laughs> and other characters come and go and it's like, well, all right. You took the time to do that. Well, all right. But anyway, it is a very good show to watch. It does add to the Star Wars universe. And behind the Mandalorian, it's probably the thing you should watch. Okay. Star Wars wise. <clears throat> All right. So that that was it. I just wanted to get that off my chest, and just say Andor definitely worth it. Sorry, I shit all over you months and months and months <laughs> ago. All right. What have you got? All right. So the first thing I've got is kind of a little fluff show. It's on Hulu. It's called Inside the Airport: Lost and Found. So, you know, millions of people lose millions of different items at airports every year. And this show just kind of follows the journey of stuff that gets found in the Seattle airport, where some of it gets sold to a shop in Alabama, and some gets auctioned off in Pittsburgh. But a lot of it, there's this team of people, whether it's the um, employees of the airport or employees of the airline, they have their own teams that follow all these little clues from the lost item uh, to locate the owner. And some go as far as through social media to find the right person and they call and, and contact them to see. And it's, it, it's really kind of fun to watch. It's just a fun little fluff show. Nothing too fancy about it. And yeah. Okay. This whole show I found it's it's just I think it's just the one episode, um, and it's on Hulu. Inside the airport, lost and found. Nice. So the sec the, the second thing that I have is uh, I actually just watched it less than an hour ago oh. because we were talking about this at um, we actually went to a winery today. Ooh, fancy pants. It was, and it, we felt very fancy pantsy, and we went to a winery in New Jersey and had, a, had an incredible time. I was invited along to go along with Laura, Laura's book club. Hmm. And it's with our friend Terry. Shout out to Terry. Shout Yo, out Terry. to Suzanne, who is also listening. And our friend Pauline, and I was lucky enough to be invited along, even though I did not read the book. What book but was it? I, um, oh, something about, or are you getting to that point? 
No, I'm not getting to that okay. point at all. It's, it's not even it's the book, book that I'm and reviewing. That's all that matters. Okay. Um, but there was a show suggested by Terry called Animal Control. Oh, where's this at? It's the Joel McHale show that is now that's on Fox. That's got to be brand new, isn't it? It's brand spanking new. Oh. It is brand spanking new. It is on Fox. There is a grand total of one episode so far. <laughs> okay. It debuted on uh, February the 16th. Now, as we are oh, recording the show on Saturday yeah. the 18th, this was just two days ago. Oh, okay. And it stars Joel McHale um, mm-hmm. as one of the animal control workers. And it, it, it tries very, very hard to be sort of a... Um, like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine kind of scenario. Okay. Where you take something serious like animal control, or in Brooklyn Nine-Nine's case, the New York Police Department, and you have the funny, you have the serious, you know, you've got all these casts of characters. And some of them are eccentric animal control officers, and just some... It's okay, Joel McHale plays a cop who was kicked off the police force who then joins animal control. So he's got a huge chip on his shoulder and he does not like working with a partner. And he's saddled with a partner who used to be an X game snowboarder (laughs) who is actually a really outgoing, nice kid, always positive all the time because even though he Mm -hmm. blew out his, his ACL, He's like, well, what am I going to do in life? Be negative? No, I'm going to be positive about stuff. And that really pisses Joel McHale off. Of course it does. So, of course, (laughs) Joel McHale is trying to get him, you know, reassigned and all that other sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Joel McHale, though, in this show is really a douche. You know, he's a douche in uh, that community as well. When it but first is he started, a douche he was with, a total douche. But is he a douche with redeeming qualities? At first, not at all. Okay. I think later seasons, you kind of started to feel like, okay, fine, he's not so bad. But in that those first seasons, like he was, uh, he was, I want to say he was like a ambulance chaser kind of lawyer. Okay. And then they found out he never really graduated high school. Uh, so that's why, or he never really graduated from school at all, like Colum- uh, college or anything, I want to say. He doesn't have a law degree, something mm-hmm. like that. If I'm remembering right on community, I feel like that's why. And okay. so he was sent there for some reason okay. to get the last credits or some shit. And yeah, so he was a total douchebag. Well, he he plays douchey very well. But at least on shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they do the comedy better. It's not yeah, so, yeah. you know, it, it truly is kind of run-of-the-mill comedy. There are better shows of this ilk. Mm, okay. Because what makes this show watchable is kind of sort of the other characters that are around. Mm-hmm. And even though they're kind of trite and and very cliché... They're kind of charming. Okay. But Joel McHale makes it almost not watchable because he's so douchey that you just root against him. So he's like overboard douchey. He's he's a little overboard douchey. Okay. And for like, okay, for reasons we don't know yet, I am assuming that on this show they will get to why he was kicked off the police force. And that will, you know what I'm saying? So that will eventually come about. But would would my life totally be changed if I stopped watching this show? Absolutely not. So if if you want something that's kind of comedy, yeah, sure. But I haven't seen anything uproariously funny yet. Hmm. Okay. It, it, it's it's there was one thing that I kind of I, I kind of laughed at when they actually went to go try to capture an animal that ended up setting fire to something that was kind of funny. 
But other than that, bleh, it's just mm. normal. So that is Animal Control. It is on Fox. Uh, you can you can watch it when it's actually on, or you can catch it on Hulu um, the next day. Okay. Yeah. Right. Meh. 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 My next one is kind of meh as well. Oh, dear. This is on Sci-Fi, and you could watch it on Peacock as well. Uh, it's called The Ark. It's a new sci-fi show created oh, by yeah. Dean Devlin and Jonathan Glasner. Now, mm. Dean Devlin, is he was on uh, uh, Leverage. He was a writer for the movie Stargate. He also wrote... Independence Day and the 1998 movie Godzilla. Jonathan Glasner was creator, writer, executive producer of Stargate SG-1, along with a bunch of other stuff. And this show, it's 100 years in the future. There's a spacecraft known as Arc-1, and it has this catastrophic event that stops it from reaching its destination. Like, something hits it, causes massive destruction and stuff. Of course... The loss of life on this thing was all the older and more experienced crew members. So naturally, the remaining people are the young green officers that have to work together now to stay on course and survive. And the de facto captain is questioned left and right. They're all wondering who put her in charge. And then... She becomes kind of suspicious after they find some other guy who was impersonating an engineer because everybody wanted to be on this ship. So they got some fake ID and took somebody else's identity to get on. Mm-hmm. And this catastrophic event is like they find this guy and they're like, yo, dude, you need to fix this because life support's failing, obviously. And he's like, yeah, I'm not that guy. I don't know what you're talking about. So they're like, okay. So, and then he tells somebody, there are others who are impersonating too. And then he gets killed. Oh. Because oh. whoever it is wants to keep their secret. And so everybody starts suspect- becoming suspicious of the de facto captain. And the only guy who's the only navigator they have insists on taking a spacewalk to... In- Inspect the impact site, of course, and you know bad shit's going to happen because we've seen this show eight million times and mm-hmm. all its different iterations. And yeah, if I so. was young and never saw very many sci-fi shows mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was some guy on here that I thought was super cute, I'd be totally into it. But watching this i'm like i've seen this i've seen this over and over again uh uh, there are currently three episodes out right now the first one dropped on february 1st and then yeah so if you're interested it's on sci-fi and also peacock um the arc i i don't really recommend it it's really pretty meh so the last thing is something we both watched Yes, I did watch this. Okay, this is going to sound really bad. What did we watch? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Why am I brain farting right now? We watched Picard. The new season right. started oh, up. Jesus, Jesus Christ, okay. dude. I, I know. thought you were, I... what the hell? <laughs> well, no, it's, it, all right. I've, oh, my God, I'm so oh, fucking God. out of it tonight. You are. It's all the wine we had today. So, yes, season three, the final season of Picard, debuted on Paramount+. And it debuted just yesterday as we yeah, as we yeah. record this show. Uh, when you're listening to the show, it debuted on Friday. So there is one episode of season three. And Beverly Crusher is now some badass chick, mm-hmm. captain of her own ship kind of thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she is she is actually surrounded and boarded by some creatures we don't know yet. And she mysteriously locks away some dude in a compartment while she's fighting this this yeah. these invaders. Well, she sends a coded message to guess who? 
<laughs> and his name rhymes with Shaquard. Anyway. <laughs> and and first of all, I and I have to say this, I'm I am kind of glad that this is the last season. As much as I like Sir Patrick Stewart, yeah, bro is a little long in the tooth. Yeah, yeah, he is. Bro is a little long in the tooth, and his love interest on the show is a woman who is obviously half his age. Yeah, obs half Although his age. Although his current real world life is kind of half his age. Well, well, let's not debate that. We will not go there. But yeah. No, but on the show, he is obviously, he plays a retired admiral and he looks every bit of his age. But oh, yeah. the Romulan, who was his friend and is now his partner, she is obviously only in her 40s. Mm-hmm. I would say like mid 40s. Mm-hmm. And he definitely looks every bit of 80 on this mm-hmm. show. Oh, well, yeah. anyway, Beverly sends him a. a you know, a very heavily, de- you know, um, encrypted, encrypted message. message with some special term. I don't know what it is. Like, like mayday some mayday or some shit. Right? Yeah, mayday. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't like mayday, Mayfield. But, or, oh, why not? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, along the way, he picks up Will Riker because he needs to get a ship to go investigate what's going on. And the only way he can do it is by getting a starship. Right. But Beverly did say, don't trust anyone, especially Starfleet. Especially Starfleet. Mm -hmm. So the first episode is called Next Generation. And obviously because they've already started bringing back Beverly Crusher, Will Riker, they mention Geordi LaForge and even introduce you to his daughter. Correct. I'm glad it's the last season of this show, but they have found the secret sauce of this show, which is all action all the time. Yeah, yeah. The thing with the first season is that you had to get through the first four or so episodes because mm-hmm. it was really all kind of talky. Yeah, yeah. And then it got more into action, and then it got kind of good, and they are lucky that they course-corrected when they did. Mm-hmm. Season two was all action, and now season three is no different. So, uh, I like it. Yeah. I'm wondering who else we're going to run into. Well, I would imagine we'll run into Jordy. Um, in yeah. the teasers, yeah, yeah. Brent Spiner is in the teaser okay. stuff. But he was now in, in a past season, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in last okay. season. But he played evil scientist dude who... Right. You know, whatever. Um <laughs> But that's just it. It's it's good enough for me to be entertained, but can I remember plot points from Picard season two? No, not really. Yeah, not the way I remember certain plots of certain episodes of Next Generation or Deep right? Space Nine or something right. like that. Yes. You know, like when there are reruns on BBC America of, of Next Gen, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, what season are we on? Ah, it didn't get good then, you know. Yep, yep. So... Picard season three, if you have stuck with it this far, keep going. All right. Keep going. So my last thing is Mm -hmm. a movie that, um, when did this come out officially? Um, It came out in the U.S. at theaters in August of last year, and it is just now released on Stars. This movie is one that Dwight totally wanted to see, and it is the only reason we have stars. He signed up for it because he wanted to see this movie. Wow. Right. He signed up for it a couple months ago, waiting for this to come out on stars. Oh, my God. That's hardcore. (laughs) Dwight, you're weird. Yeah. Okay. The name of the movie is Fall. And it's about Becky. It starts out where Becky and her husband, Dan, they're rock climbers, like with your fingertips and no ropes kind of rock climbers. Mm-hmm. And they go climbing up the side of some mountain with Becky's friend, Hunter. Hunter is mm-hmm. this like excitement uh, addicted person, like danger addiction is what she is. 
And, you know, shit happens because, you know, they're rock climbing without robes. And the name of the movie is Fall. Duh. And husband Dan falls to his death. So Becky, of course, is traumatized. She's got some some PTSD. She gets really depressed and drunk all the time now. Her dad's like, yo, Becky, get your shit together. And she's like, leave me alone, dad. And Hunter somehow convinces Becky to climb this decommissioned 2,000-foot-tall TV tower in the desert. And she says, you can scatter Dan's ashes there as your therapy. Okay. And somehow, so somehow Becky's like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And, well, you see as they're climbing, this is a rusted out, dilapidated tower. They tell no one where they're going, by the way. Okay. They don't have any other third person with them as like a spotter if there's trouble down on the ground. So you see where this is going. Yeah. The entire time I I mocked this movie and said how stupid these people are. These girls are dumb as rocks. They don't know first thing about like climbing safety. And they're in the middle of the fucking goddamn desert where as soon as you, <laughs> they walk up, you see the vultures circling. I mean, all of these uh, you know, adventurer I survive kind of things. This is not based on any true story by any means. But they all end the same way. They're all the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what this movie is. It's the same shit rehashed. If you want to watch people be incredibly stupid, like, adventure people, yeah, watch this shitty-ass movie. I mean, the one girl's climbing with, like, Chuck Taylors on. Oh, jeez. Sure, there's a fucking ladder, but... Is that appropriate gear for climbing anything? No. What the hell are you doing? And uh pish posh. And pish you know, posh. she's gotta she's gotta document the whole thing with her selfie stick and her goddamn phone as she's climbing this two thousand foot fucking tower. And I'm just like, yo, dude. I mean they're climbing the ladder on top of it. They go all the way up to the to the oh my they're just the whole thing is like, you two are stupid, and whatever happens to you, you deserve it. Wow. If you fall off the top of this tower while you, you know, because you fell asleep, I will laugh and say, this movie is shit. <laughs> this mo- that girl deserved to fall off the tower, you know? Because they're just dumb as rocks. However, so uh, Becky is played by Grace Carolyn Curry who is in the Shazam movies as Mary Bromfield. Okay. If that means anything to you. Uh, Hunter is played by Virginia Gardner, who is in the Marvel's Runaways show on Hulu. The dad is played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We all know him. And Dan, poor Dan, who didn't last very long, he is Mason Gooding, who is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Oh, wow. Okay. That is the entire cast of this movie, too. I mean, there are two other guys, but yeah, they don't even really have any lines. But yeah, okay. so that's the movie Fall. You can watch it on Stars if you really want to. Um, I would say if you're going to watch it, the only reason you should watch it is to make fun of it through the whole thing. <laughs> and learn what not to do if you're going to climb some decommissioned TV tower in the desert. Yeah. First, I'd say, don't do that. And then I'd say, well, yeah, I'd say, just don't climb the fucking tower, because why? And then the second thing I'd say is, well, here, watch this. Don't do anything these two idiots do. Okay. Yeah. So that is fall. You can see it on stars if you really feel the, the need to do that. So the Super Bowl commercials. Oh, God, don't fuck. Fuck, you brought it up. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the commercials, not the game itself. Yeah, so I, there, I, there was a, did you catch the Tubi commercial? The one that made it look like it was like, like all, all of a sudden your smart TV. Yeah, all of a sudden your up. TV starts changing things. <laughs> I, when it started happening, uh, I'm like, is, 
he playing with the remote? I mean, this is we're watching this because you want to watch this, man. And I'm looking over, and he's staring at his phone. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, am I sitting on the remote? And no, it's just sitting on the table right next to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And then I saw Tubi up on the corner. I'm like, ah, this is a commercial. Now, there are tales online of fathers screaming at their children, bartenders getting bottles thrown at their heads, and there was somebody, a girl who posted on Reddit, which that post has now been taken down, about how mm-hmm. her boyfriend thought she was the one changing the channel, started screaming at her violently, called her names she didn't even want to type out, and punched a wall. He punched a hole in the wall, all because he thought she was fucking with the TV and she's like, I'm not Okay. in the game. And she's like, she's never, she's seen him get angry, but never like this over a 15 second commercial. Mm. So she walked out. She's like, she, they've been together for over a year. They'd only been living together for two months. And this to her was like, Hey, this is, this is the real him. Yeah. I do any one thing that he disagrees with. That Nobody's might seeing be my you again. head. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's going to see you ever again. I mean, he may not have ever been abusive to her, but he has shown how he can blow up out of nowhere for no goddamn reason. Right. And right. so I'm wondering how many other stories are there out there like this? Because there have been studies over domestic violence reports related to sporting events. Mm hmm. And uh, in 2011, there was a study looking at at 900 NFL games over 11 years and found that domestic violence reports increased by 10% in places where the local teams lost. Mm-hmm. A 2013 study from Lancashire University found that domestic violence reports at police departments in the northwest of England rose by 38% after matches in which England the English national soccer teams played and lost. Mm -hmm. And then there were researchers at a university in Calgary. They found that calls to a domestic violence hotline in Alberta rose Mm -hmm. 15% when the local football team was playing. Okay. And the Bureau of Justice Statistics estimates that almost half of domestic violence incidents go unreported. So these studies found that, but how many more were there? that weren't reported at all based on these kind of explosions because these sports things raise emotions and then alcohol is usually involved. So what's your point about the commercial? I mean, this just really brought to light the kind of shit that can go down because somebody accidentally sat on a remote during a game that Mm. people, you know, like fathers screaming at their kids and, you know, the bartender's getting attacked because something happened to the TV in the middle of a game and all the, you know, just bring him domestic violence to, to light that over this stupid little commercial. And that I agree with because if that commercial did one thing, it probably saved a life. May, yeah, maybe. Yeah. For the that girl who, one who woman realized who's... what was going on and left, yes. Right. And but, left yeah. the boyfriend because, like you said, that wall would have been her face one day mm-hmm. over some dumb shit. Yeah, some seriously dumb shit. Now, I am horribly bitter over the Super Bowl. Horribly bitter. And I'm bitter for reasons. Some mm-hmm. of them make no sense whatsoever. And some of them are like, okay, I can kind of get behind this conspiracy theory of, of <laughs> some stuff. Okay. But I am not ever, ever, ever going to think of it as anything more than what it is. It is a game. Yeah. It is a simple game. And yes, we lost. And yes, it sucks. And, you know, there was nothing I could wear, do, not wash, not eat, (laughs) place where I can sit. Nothing that would have affected the outcome of that game. Yeah. But we all have our superstitions and and all that other sort of crap. And we're all on this high, and then the high is gone. Mm -hmm. It sucks that people get so 
involved in it that that any perception of changing the channel brings about that kind of behavior. Right? Because, I mean, I get that it was a really close game. When you see somebody fucking with the TV, you're going to be like, what the fuck you doing? Well, we, we kind of said that during it, but then we realized, oh, it's a commercial, and then we, we yeah, moved on. Yeah, and then we on. moved on. I thought, clever commercial, that'll get people talking, but are they saying the right yeah. things? I that that's Are they saying the right stuff? I mean, it is memorable, and it's clever, but... And it's not Tubi's fault that people go fucking nuts over this shit. No. But I think people realizing the domestic violence does happen over something that small. And that's what people should be paying attention to. And it sucks that people just get that riled up over a fucking game. The Unicorn Chaser, talk about your thing. Thank you very much for that, and I appreciate that. And again, please, people, if you feel in danger, go find somebody. I was just going to talk about the the assault on my uh, on my memories with this Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies show that's about to happen. Where is this happening? Oh, this is going to be happening on um, the Paramount Plus. Okay. And it takes place four years before the events of Greece. And the official statement is set four years before the events of Greece. We follow a group of seniors during their final year of high school. Uh, and we'll show how four fed up outcasts dared to have fun on their own terms, sparking a moral panic that will change Rydell High forever. I I didn't even know where to begin. Did with you see this. a trailer of this? Yeah, there are, there are trailers okay. online for this. Huh. And I I just Huh. Now Laura's got problems with Greece because of the whole the 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 messages of a woman will change to please a man kind of thing. Oh, because yeah. Because Sandy yeah. Because of yeah. Sandy at the end. Yeah. I actually argue with the theory, which I absolutely agree about, that Sandy is actually dead. And have you ever heard this theory? No, I've never. Right. I've never really looked up too many theories of Greece, by the way. All right. But... So here's the theory about Greece. And it's actually mentioned a couple of times in the movie. Sandy died at the beginning of the movie. There's the there's the musical number where, you know, I saved her from drowning. That's what John Travolta's character oh, said. Yeah, yeah. And then Sandy says, well, he showed up splashing around and they were on a beach in Australia and all that other sort of stuff that her character actually drowned. And the story of Greece, the movie, is actually her dying visions. And it ends with the, with her ascending to heaven. Oh, interesting. In the car. Mm-hmm. That's why it yeah, blasts that's why it's off going into, off into space. The clouds. Okay. That's why it goes off into the clouds. Mm-hmm. I I actually wrecked somebody's world <laughs> at a party one night by saying that. Hmm. But I subscribe to that. Because, yeah, there's subtext in movies. Yeah, yeah. What it probably is, is it's just a rock and roll fable. That's it. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you it's a love story. You get the greasers and the, right. the girls and the girl who's right. totally not like the others. Yeah. And the yeah. end of the movie is actually them riding off into the sunset together. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like the theory that she's actually dead, but whatever. But the movie is what it is. It is a, it is a thing. Yeah. And nobody should mess with that thing. But they messed with it. And yeah. how they messed with it was setting it four years before. And and part of why is is that and, and I'm going to get shit for this and I know it. Is that this show is way more diverse than the movie ever was. Mm. Okay. And it makes me well. First of all, you know, I and I've said this on this show. I hate looking back 
because obviously that that time period was not kind to people of color at all. No, not really. And and so I wonder how they are going to treat the obviously brand new and highlighted characters of color of many different colors and backgrounds. Um, there is a there is an East Asian uh, a person of East Asian descent on the show. There is a black uh, man on the show. I wonder how they're going to handle all of this. I think there might even be a Hispanic woman on the show. How they are going to handle that. But even putting that aside, why the fuck would you see W. Grease? I, I don't even know. Is it going to be musical? Do... Yeah. There are 30 original songs written for this show. Maybe they're trying to tap into the lovers of the musicals. Like musical theater in general, maybe I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see the trailer, and I don't know why they keep. They might be. They're just nostalgia-ing, I think. No, uh, and it doesn't need to be happening. It just, it just bothers me because Grease is actually one of my favorite movies from the seventies, hmm. and I, and I really, really, really enjoy. It. I know Laura does not like it. And, and there, there are movies that she likes that I can't stand. And there are movies that I like that she can't stand. Okay, fine. Yeah. But Grease, I absolutely love. Hmm. Why they would do this just blows my mind. Hmm. And they, of course, they said it four years before so that the character, the main characters of Grease can't possibly be there. They could. Because... They could be freshmen. No. No, they said it four years before, so the next class would be freshman Danny Zuko. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So maybe the end of this show would lead to young Danny Zuko being in there. So is everybody, all the, like in the movie Grease, are they all seniors? Yeah, they're all seniors. Oh, interesting. Because the end of the movie ends with the senior carnival, and they're all graduating. That's that's part of the whole thing. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking because even if senior carnival doesn't mean underclassmen can't go. Correct. That's just, just they, where, what I was. But thinking, all of the characters are, that, that are right, ever right. highlighted okay. in Greece, they are all seniors. Okay. Just checking. Yep. All right. So I am just I am just bothered by that, and I feel like such a douchebag for even mentioning that after <laughs> no. what you mentioned. Well, so, you know. So I feel we could bad. go on. Um, the Rights to Winnie the Pooh uh, have gone into public domain because Disney didn't re-up them. So there's a Winnie uh, the Pooh kind of horror movie horror coming movie. up. Yeah, there is. <laughs> so you can yeah, look up is. that it's... classy trailer. And then yeah. there's the next nostalgia thing, the Tetris movie. I shared that trailer with you, too. It's coming out on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. And I watched the trailer for it today, and I thought, okay, I'll watch this. Yeah. It seems Tetris interesting. as a movie. You're thinking, what the fuck could that possibly be? My When I first heard there's a Tetris movie, I thought, this is going to be some stupid space thing with blocks falling on people and crushing houses, right? No, not at all. It's like the history of the game Tetris and how it came to America. And that trailer shocked me at how good it was how good it could be how interesting the story was to be a movie so now i'm kind of excited to watch it to see the movie i think it's i don't know i didn't catch what date it comes out though well and and taron edgerton is actually the guy who helps bring it to america Mm -hmm. and he's always good in the stuff that he does I I very much like Taron Edgerton. Did you ever see Did you ever see Grindhouse, the Quentin Tarantino so, movie from way back when? I think so, where she's got like a gun when. for a leg or arm or something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Grindhouse was actually a modern double feature mm-hmm. from the minds of Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. I remember that. And there were actually two movies in the double feature. Yeah, the there was Planet was so- Terror. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one was Death Proof. Right. Yes. I recall this. And in, and in between those movies, there were trailers that were made up. Oh. And they actually made 
fake grindhouse trailers for these movies. So it was almost like going to the movies in the 70s. Yeah. They've actually made one of those trailers into a movie, and that was called Machete. And that was with Danny Trejo. Mm -hmm. I just read today that Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy, Mm -hmm. is going to to star in the horror movie Thanksgiving. Mm. And if you actually watch the trailer, you you should Google Grindhouse Thanksgiving trailer. It looked... It was a trailer for a movie I would absolutely love to watch, but Patrick Dempsey is going to be in it. So now you can watch it. That's amazing. It is amazing because those movies, I actually liked them very much. I didn't think Death Proof was all that. I did like Planet Terror a lot. But I thought that the trailers that they made up looked really, really damn good. Hmm. But we were having an argument over... Original fare versus, you know, sequels and and all of that other sort of stuff hitting theaters. And it's it. I think that you're going to have to go to places like Apple TV Plus and all that other sort of stuff to see all the original content you want to see. Yeah. And movie theaters are just going to become blockbuster territory now. Yeah. I think that that's just going to be the way it happens because theaters got to stay open and you're only going to go to theaters to see the shit that you want to see on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm trying to be peppy and happy, Patty, and I can't. <laughs> Why can't I be peppy and happy right now? It's our 200th show, damn it. Yeah, I brought you down. Sorry. All right. No, no, no. You You did not bring me down. You sobered me up. And that's actually a very good thing. All right, then. So everybody, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button. Here are some questions for you. Did you watch the Super Bowl? What did you think of the commercials? And did you, like us, say, what the fuck is happening with the TV with that Tubi ad thing where it's actually scrolling through the smart features? (laughs) I would like to know what you thought of that. And I also want to know what you think of just rehashing old shit that doesn't have to be rehashed. I mean, is Paramount that hard up that they actually say, hey, here's Greece. Let's let what can we do with Greece? Yeah, because obviously they kind of failed with Star Trek. I don't mean to say that. But they didn't necessarily turn Star Trek on for younger viewers. No, definitely not. It's it's the existing Trekkies that got onto it. They didn't create any new ones. No, and 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 this whole strange new world show that's on Paramount Plus. The only Star Trek only appeals to people our age and older. I hate to say it, but it's true. So so they figured, all right, what else can we go to? We've already done the movie The Offer about the making of The Godfather. All right, what else you got? All right, Jimmy, what do you got? Oh, I got nothing. All right, Susie, what have you got? Let's remake Grease, but from the point of view of the female gang. So I'm, in the I'm, movie. Thinking, I'm thinking, okay, uh, Marty. And Marty's like, well, my granddaughter is in a high school production of Grease this weekend. What could we do with that? <laughs> That's where my and brain went as they're like going around born. the room. They're like, well, what about, you know, well, who is your daughter playing? I'm like, she's Rizzo, one of the pink ladies. Oh, the pink ladies. Let's do something with that. And that's where it went. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, uh. to me, there's just a difference between continuing a story like Top Gun Maverick and inventing shit that didn't need to be invented. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got oh, stuff anyway. like The Ark that I recently watched where they're trying to make something new, but it's the same old shit because it's just, they're just going with that same old formula. Like, how do we make right. a show in space? Oh, well, we have it so X, Y, Z and... They have to 
awaken the young green people from cryo sleep or whatever. Cryo sleep, schmyo sleep. Because everybody yeah. else's pod is broken <clears throat> or shot out into space yeah. when the whatever hole in the hull busted open. Yeah. So let us know the answers to those questions. And thank you guys for listening. You've actually stuck with us for 200 episodes. Holy shnikes. We hope all of you have stuck with us for 200 episodes. And even if you haven't, thank you for actually subscribing and listening. We appreciate yeah. it. And we hope, you know, if uh, you're just tuning into the 200th, you stick with us for the next 200. Oh, yeah, because they're coming. It's getting better and better. It's it's on. <laughs> and, and, and just wait, because if we ever get money for this show, and we actually do this shit multiple times a week or or... We actually. I get paid to watch TV. Like the, oh my god! <laughs> then it's on. I'm like, all right, let's turn on the TV. I'm going to work now, in my pajama pants and well, my I already sweatshirt. Do that now, so. I know I do too. <laughs> but the difference is we're plopping our asses in front of a TV, TV yeah, instead of like a um, giant monitor. Oh my god! At least that's no, I would way. be in. <laughs> nope. Just cranking it on, watching like. Five hours of TV a day, all new shit. <laughs> oh, isn't that the dream? That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Well, in the next 200 episodes, that'll happen. But sincerely, thank you guys for doing that. Hit that contact us button or contact us button. Yeah, hit the <laughs> hit contact subs- us button on our hit, website. Well, hit the contact <laughs> us button on the website, but hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you for listening pretty pleased with sugar on top if you know even one person who loves movies and and always struggles to find something new to watch turn them on to our podcast so that because we watch stuff so that you don't have to mm-hmm. and and i and i don't know about you patty but i get thanked all the time for some of the reviews that we do nobody tells me anything about this show oh my god my friends suck i guess i don't know no, they don't suck. They just don't listen. My friends are better than yours. They are. Never. Your friends are awesome, Bill. <laughs> thank you, Bill's well, friends, you. for listening. I actually, I love my friends. Thank you so much. I actually love you guys very, very much. Um, but, but thank you for listening. Uh, keep tuning in. Hit us up on social media at Symbol Pirate Alice. At symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the Watchlist Pod, and we appreciate you. And actually, next time I can tell you there will be a review of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Oh. I'm seeing it tomorrow morning with some friends. Shout out to April and Dante. Hey guys, I can't. I can't wait. I'm probably and, not and going to see it, but I want to hear your thoughts. But that's coming up on episode two hundred one. Two hundred. 201 a podcast odyssey okay (laughs) everybody thank you very much for listening we really appreciate it spread the word about our show i would love to have at least 40 listeners by the end of the year or 40 subscribers by the end of the year and uh we will catch you next time okay Okay, bye. bye